check the vending machines weekly pop culture podcast on the internet two guys they at home by themselves watch something usually then on a weekend morning they will come together through internet and then they will talk about that thing that they watched by themselves alone during the week that is the basis for 99 percent of podcasts on the internet and this is one of those podcasts on the internet one of a thousand one and you know what and some would say the best and uh one of those boyos is me i'm jason the other one is that gentleman over there zach how are you that's me good how you doing man uh i feel i apologize if I sound a little weird. I don't know why, but I've been having some slight congestion the past two days. So I've been trying to clear it out, but it hasn't cleared out yet. So I'm going to be like, you know what would clear it out is if you watched Netflix's live action adaptation of one piece, I am going to be honest. I haven't started it yet. I don't know how to feel about it because I've heard mixed. I'm not going to watch it. No. Well, I mean, I'll probably give it a shot. I don't know. Um, But I've heard, mixed things because i've heard like critic sites basically gave it like middling like six seven out of tens which Mm -hmm. is like you know not terrible but not great but all the fan stuff that i've seen like on social media and stuff like that has given it pretty high marks so i don't know how to feel about it uh it looks stupid so yeah i mean well we talked about it before the only person who really looks like they belong is usopp yeah. He's the only one that looks like an actual human. Well, actually, the, looking at the trailer, like Sanji doesn't look bad either. It looks like a YouTube series, and it looks bad. And, Which is um, funny because they spent like millions and millions and millions. It's yeah. like one of the most expensive Netflix series they ever did. I'm I'm sure it's whatever, but yeah. I just I skimmed some scenes just to see, like because I wanted to see Garp. Yeah, and um, it was so embarrassingly bad. Did they even did he even look bulky? No. Dude, he's got to be bulky. He's got to be a fucking... Look like a, like a guy. He's a tank of a man. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. He, he fucking punches dude. battleships in his spare time. Like, look like a regular guy. Look like a regular dude. Terrible. Terrible. I, I think a lot of people... And I, I'm not... I'm just generalizing here. Mm. Obviously, a lot. Of, I'm sure a lot of people who, who did watch it were of our age. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people who were who watched it are not. Yeah. Or young. Or younger fans. Mm-hmm. And they weren't alive when... Um, yo yo, I yo yo. Oh, they weren't alive for the that four kids. Four, the Ooh, four, that kids. four kids beat. <laughs> they weren't alive for that. But I remember being a kid, and like I said, that pirate said, rap. Ooh. I said on the podcast before, man. Like it took years for me to even try to like One Piece because for when I was a kid and watching that bullshit every Saturday morning. What are you talking about, man? They called Zoro Zolo. That was good shit. I, the fucking replaced the cigarettes with lollipops and guns and <laughs> pop guns and all that yeah. shit dude it took a decade or something for me to like okay i'll i'll try it out yeah because if that if that was the case i was like i'm just gonna watch naruto hey gonna... and this is before that show was on tv this is this is the first one they gave us was fucking uh, yo, yo, uh, i thought naruto was the first one they gave us nah dude four kids dude 2002 or some shit 2003 bro think, think about the timeline of when one piece came out too you know what i mean that's true. I guess Naruto was probably more of a tsunami show than a four kids thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the other four kids one? Because there was One Piece, Dragon Ball, I guess, was probably Fighting, the other. Fighting Fudon. Yeah. Well, if you're thinking of four kids on, on Fox Box or Fox Kids, then One Piece yeah. is a big one. Yeah. But if you're talking thing about in general, then yeah. <clears throat> yeah. See, whenever we talk about this, it makes me think of Zatch Bell, and it makes me want to go watch Zatch Bell. Another example of a great manga that the anime, the dub of the anime was stupid. <laughs> At least from my memory. Because I, I really liked Zatch being terrible, but I remembered Zatch being, like, annoying. He was. Yeah. He's the, that's the whole character, though. But they, yeah, the whole character's annoying. That's the whole It's like watching Black Clover and, like, hating Asta. And it's like, well, his whole character is kind of like that loudmouth annoying thing. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I read. I read a little bit of that. Moment, I never even so. have touched Black Clover. I, I think really I saw like a clip, and it was like him like doing the yelling, 
I think yeah. it was like throwing a temper tantrum on the ground, and I was like, I'm good. I don't need to watch this. Right. Well, that's just Naruto. Yeah. Um, speaking Until they of... bring in robots and shit, and nothing there, that belongs robots in the now. Oh, what? and Naruto. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Naruto, yeah. they got fucking robots and shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. Naruto's world makes no sense. I feel like, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but I was thinking about it. I've thought about it numerous times, especially with Boruto and like all the dumb shit that's happening in Boruto. Yeah. Like the world of Naruto makes no fucking sense. Like technology wise compared to like, why would you have ninjas running around when you like clearly have like TVs and robots and and you have like fucking radios and like wireless walkie talkie radio shits. Like, they have that in the Ninja War, and then they also have, like, fucking Eno's dad doing, like, some fucking... He's like, it's the long-range jutsu. I was like, you have a goddamn earpiece with the radio. Why are you yeah, doing this? That's stupid. It's so dumb. You basically have a cell phone. Like, why are you acting like you need to, like, do this fucking energy-consuming yeah. jutsu? Yeah, it makes no sense. I get it. It basically makes Eno's family, like, superfluous as, like, characters in the manga, because that's, like, their whole thing, is that they're just, like, intelligence ninjas, but... Right. Well, uh, we are here today to chat about a movie. Yes. That you picked. I did. And I'm a big fan of this movie. I have been my entire life for multiple reasons. A lot of reasons. Um, But it's a movie that everywhere you look in 2023. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look on movie subreddit or discussions of people who have never seen the movie before or maybe are rewatching the movie for the first time in a long time, yeah, uh, it, 8 out of 10 times sparks a lot of controversy and discussion. You can understand why. And we are here to say how we feel exactly about those. You're here to pick <laughs> your side, Zach, is what it is. Okay. Uh, Get canceled or don't. Pick one. A little weird. I okay that's that's your opinion it's (laughs) my opinion it's just just your opinion zach it's just my opinion i will say i watched the they have the extended cut on amazon yeah so i watched the extended cut Mm -hmm. and then i was looking up afterwards what the differences are between the extended cut and like the theatrical version Mm -hmm. and they're like oh yeah it's just basically all the scenes that are like yeah pedophilic they like cut all that shit out of the theatrical version for sure um, if you don't know what we're talking about, you probably already do because yeah. it's like the only movie in the last like 30 years that had had this much fucking baggage about this. It's thing. the only movie I feel like I've like an action movie like this. I feel like that is yeah. like been this overt with the like, yeah, young girl, old man, but mm-hmm. they're not father and daughter. Like she wants to fuck him basically. Which is right. also a weird thing because it's not like – I don't know. I feel like normally you'd be like, oh, shame on you, Leon. But it's like he's not – he doesn't initiate any of this shit. Like she no. keeps just trying to come on to him. It's yeah. very strange. Well, uh, we're talking about 1994, Luc Besson, yes. uh, Jean Renault, Gary Oldman, Natalie Portman. Yes. And the – Depending on which version you watch, the professional, which is I believe is the U.S. version, and I believe Leon that's the, the theatrical U.S. version, yeah. And then Leon the professional is the uh, French, European, whatever version, yeah. which is which is, has the extended thing that you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to say real quick before we even get into the movie more, okay. is that I love this movie. I think it's a fantastic. Oh, I loved movie. it. It was great. I think it's a ten out of ten flick. It's it's a really great movie. Um. I've been a fan of it for a long time mm-hmm. since I was probably Natalie Portman's age in the movie. So when I watched the movie when it, at that age, I didn't think it was weird, but I also had like a huge crush on Natalie Portman my entire life. So as a 13 yeah. year old boy watching 13 year old at Natalie Portman, I was like, cool. I saw a really, I saw a really good comment on Reddit when I was looking up just like other Intel on the movie. Mm-hmm. And some guy commented like basically that like, 13-year-old me watching Nally, this movie with 13 Nally, Nally, Nally Portman, mm. sweet. Super awesome. <laughs> Love it. 40, 40-year-old me watching this movie with 13-year-old Nally Portman, whoa. Whoa! <laughs> kind of weird. And <laughs> it is absolutely 
I remember watching this um, when I was like 21 or something when I was still in film school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is a, <laughs> this is not how I remembered it. It's a, it's a little more scandalous when you watch it when you're older. Yeah. And I, cause I didn't, I wasn't picking up on, it's like RoboCop. Yeah. I wasn't picking up on some of the extra stuff mm-hmm. on the, when I was a younger. Um, but even with those that, um, we can get into it if you want, but mm-hmm. with the okay, I'll, I'll hold on, Zach. Apparently, in real life, like this okay. is like real shit. I haven't yeah. done the fucking Snopes check, but this is like apparently like the the, okay. the real intel. Okay, that Luke Besson wrote this movie one while he was trying to film Fifth Element, and this is like a, like a side movie he made to like just get funding for Fifth Element kind of thing. Okay, but he wrote the movie. And he based it on his real life relationship with his first wife, which was he was twenty nine and she was like twelve, twelve when they met, or something like that. And then they he waited till she was like sixteen or fifteen because in France, pretty that's like the legal legal age. I think in France the legal age is sixteen. Yeah, and then he like they started quote unquote started dating when she was like fifteen or sixteen because of the legal reasons. And then she had his first baby like however many years later. So that apparently this is like based on that. I can't tell you for sure. That's what obviously Luke Besson is not a fucking hitman for the Italian mob. But right, right. yes, I get where you're coming from. But then also like, also in addition, there's there's this long-standing rumor, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've seen this in your in any sort of your searching. Yeah. But for years, all over like the internet, mm-hmm. there's been this like picture of a supposed first draft page. Mm-hmm. Of like one of these scenes from the movie where it's like way more, like way more explicit type thing, and there's always been this rumor that like this is this was pulled from the script. This is a, this is the actual, and people half the people say it's clearly that's real. Oh, the other half yeah. of people say there's been no evidence this has ever existed because there's been so many books written about these kinds of movies and action flicks, and th- there's right. been no evidence to provide that that's an actual real piece of the script so it's like pe- people automatically will get that in their brain and they say that but mm-hmm. then you look at the movie and you're like okay well i kind of kind of believe it <laughs> i was gonna say like even if that page isn't real like the movie is already pretty explicit with like what their relationship is and like yeah what natalie portman matilda is like wanting out of this yeah which is such a it's just such a weird aspect to have like a thirteen year old being like I want to fuck this forty year old man. Well, I think it's, and this is where adventures into really like weird territory, and we can stop before we even get that deep. But okay. like in terms of like, because I, I I just rewatched this a few days ago to make sure I remembered everything right. Yeah. Um, and I take it now currently. Mm-hmm. I'm, not about to, I'm not about to do some like you know fucking um what's that what's the, some sort of confederate flag bullshit type thing where i'm like well i think that maybe no i'm saying that like oh, i think yeah. in the movie the movie presents it in a way from my perspective mm-hmm. of leon is clearly so mentally not there yes as an adult man and then and this is all very obviously a very common opinion of this but like matilda is from such a broken home that and her you look at her mom and look at her sister Mm -hmm. and the way her dad is and what they're watching on tv so i take it as like she has no concept of what is actual affection yeah versus like this is probably what she saw her mom or her sister doing Mm -hmm. so like for her like the one person who's finally giving her some sort of energy is like this is the only thing she understands to do now in reality, it's probably because Luke Besson's a fucking creep. But, like, yeah. in the movie lens, I can extend it to that being her reasoning, even though she's also a 13-year-old kid or however old she is and doesn't understand these things. Um, I can kind of see that argument. I think it's I think it's bolstered a lot by the fact that, yeah, that, like... I don't know how to take it, because it's not like he's, like... It's not like Leon's, like, a child... But he's definitely like not as fully developed. Like, like they have the whole thing about how he can't read. Like, yeah, and or he can't, really or he can't like, read English. Like, who yeah, like he can't read English. You know, like, 
he could and that's be. the other thing is that like they say that in the beginning and it makes you kind of like go like childish but then they have that other scene later on where he's telling Matilda about his past about how he loved this woman at one point and then her father like shot her yeah and all of that stuff and like why he can't doesn't want to have like affection for anybody uh like just trying to put her off and so it's like well he has lived like a whole life so he has like a maturity of some sorts but then he has those other scenes where he like i don't know he's got like these childlike tendencies i guess i don't know yeah, I, I I saw a really great um, analysis of his character a long, long time ago, and I've I've always just like stolen it, in my own like perspective, mm-hmm. which is that like you know, at one point he was a regular person, yeah. Because there's the maybe the perspective that he's just mentally not all there, yeah. which I don't I don't believe, but like, or maybe if you look at it through 2023 lens, maybe he has some sort of autism spectrum or something. I don't know. But I saw a really good thing about his character like years ago, which was that like he was a regular functioning average guy. Mm -hmm. And then the moment he had to kill his girlfriend's dad, he like loses his innocence and he is no longer able to maintain that. So he he mentally keeps himself in this state to be able to function because he's constantly just all he's doing now is just that one thing that made him. Yeah. No, he's having to be this one guy. I could see maybe the... uh, I could see that, or maybe like the... the, I don't know how... It's like, if he is autistic, it's like a high-functioning autism. But I definitely feel like there are some tendencies that you could kind of lean towards that route, especially with like the rigid routine that he has. Like he goes through his whole uh, like ceremonies that he does every day with like cleaning the plant ironing yeah. his clothes doing the push-ups when he wakes up like the whole the fact that he's like uncomfortable in like normal situations like he sleeps on a chair at night which is like you could see that or that's also like the assassin thing of like making sure that nobody sleeps yeah sneaks up on him or some shit i, mean, like I, that, I always also took it as like he is the most realistic approach to a hitman yeah because he, if you have who's not a psychopath yeah because you have a hitman character who's who enjoys the killing, mm-hmm. then they can just go to bed at night and sleep, no big deal. But you have Leon who's like actively dis dis disapproaches relationships, is actively avoiding everybody, mm-hmm. and then sleeps at night and prepares. His whole life is just to do this, yeah. And he cannot have any sort of relationship, so it's almost as though he's like the most. Oh, he's not even the most like. Um, scary person in terms of how he looks but he's also the most like human response to this is your job like he's Mm -hmm. gonna sit there he he knows he can't go to sleep properly he knows he can't do this so i that's this weird character that is like and i saw a thing too i can't remember where but it's always been the rumor that like jean renault like purposely played down the leon's intelligence Mm. because he read the script and was like oof let's um Yeesh. let's turn this let's like buffer this down that mm-hmm. way people don't take it as like a lolita like a completely yeah. lolita type of thing you know mm-hmm. which is again i can't i have never read a book that said that that's just always been like the rumor that i've read about the fight. i could see that being the case for sure because i think it is like his demeanor and like his unwillingness kind of to of what's his unwillingness like, to like allow yeah, like his, matilda to keep going yeah like the amount of like leeway he kind of gives her because it kind of seems like a lot of times he doesn't know how real she is or like how far she's willing to take it yeah um, i could definitely see like that being a conscious choice on jean renault's part like at the, end, of, at the end of the movie when he tells her that he loves her yeah i don't take it in like a Lustful I think that it's like way. a familial love, not yeah. like a. And that that completely know. has to go to the way he's acting it out. I, I never take it from, yeah. and that's why whenever I see these arguments on Reddit, especially about the movie being creepy, like it definitely is not creepy. It is creepy. I'm not saying it's not, but I was about to say there it, it would be creepy, it would be ten it would be ten times worse, a hundred times worse, if Leon was actively participating in the weirdness. Yeah. But he okay. at no point in the movie does he ever, ever either start it or could take it that direction. 
I was about to say, most of the time he ends up being the one that puts it down. So, you know, and like I always look at it as like weird or not, because it definitely is obviously tinted with a really weird lens, yeah. but like, and I, I don't even want to be like, oh, French culture, because I, I, I automatically think about like Roman Polanski. And it's like, yeah. Roman Polanski, okay, whatever, whatever. He, France still has him. Yeah. But think like, at no point does Leon want her in his house. Like, he wants no. to kill her. He, he, but then he like yeah. I, maybe in a character perspective he thinks back to like where he would have been at that age like if if someone would have helped him if he didn't have to do what he had to do but then he's only only good at one thing which is like he doesn't teach her how to be a human being he doesn't teach her how to be a grown up because he he's, because he can't he doesn't have those skills no he doesn't have any of that all yeah. he knows what to do is to be a hitman yeah yeah I don't know I could see that for sure and I definitely agree that like. Like, especially, yeah, like, once you get further into their relationship and all he really knows how to do is, like, teach her how to be a hitman. And he's good at it, obviously. So, like, he's also good at teaching her about it. But, um, I don't know. I always took it as, especially once you get the context of, like, what happened to his first, uh, I guess lover. I don't know. However you classify that. Girlfriend or whatever. But, um... But what happened to her, I feel like he probably sees some sort of her innocence in Matilda. I, I would interpret it as that. And so, like, he doesn't want to, like, kind of snuff that out. Plus, he's had, like, kind of, like, a casual relationship with her already compared to the rest of her family. Like, yeah, she's the one that he had the most interaction with. So there's also that kind of, like, there's already a little bit of, a like, a connection between the two of them. And I don't know if it's mentioned in dialogue or not, because I, I just can't remember. Yeah. If they talked about how long they've lived there. Oh, like the family? Yeah, because if it's been like a thing where like they've lived there, there and like, you know, almost for like years and years, then I can see why Leon as a person who clearly is not a psychopath would be like, Yeah. Okay, her her family, except for the brother, is like our pieces of shit. And this little girl is like clearly just like existing in this broken family yeah. i can like do what i can when i know that what what's happening across the room looking through my people i can tell what's happened because i've done that before yeah you know and like you talk about just fantastic acting creepy or not but like everyone in the movie does such a great job of existing in the in this like little slummy part of new york city what a skeezy fucking part of town this is like ugh. yeah you know it's so it's such a great I've, I'm always impressed every time I watch the movie with how, just how simple, but how like lived in the apartment mm, yeah. complex feels. It looks so good. It has like a life of its own. And then the apartment for him, you like, you have this like great drastic shift mm-hmm. of their apartments when you see them, you know, internally um, that, they show you a kind of where they, where the characters are coming from. And yeah. I think that's such a great way to a filmmaking. It's hard to give this dude props because if you know, he's such a creep, it's hard to get, it's hard to give him props, but like fifth element's good. <laughs> and like this, I would say like, he is a good director. I mean, Valerian wasn't good, but fifth element's I, I good. Thought, yeah. Valerian sucked, like, but this you is know, good. people like it apparently. Yeah. Uh... But I love this movie and I love the fact that, excuse me, Luke Besson, builds such great tension yeah and a big example of that is the scene where gary oldman's character is is killing the family mm-hmm. and matilda is trying to knock on the door or ring the doorbell yeah and they build this really great tension up of her ringing the doorbell and like whispering and then like leon looking through the window with the gun like and the other DA agent, people. yeah, like slow yeah. turning, like seeing that she's not getting in and being like, It's oh. like really great tension building. And you know, like, and you know <clears throat> what Gary Oldman's going to do mm-hmm. because we just saw him do it to an entire family. We just saw him butcher an entire family with a shotgun. So, which is uh, hands down, what a, it's such a great action sequence. Yeah. Uh, that first, that first shotgun blast squib with the sister. Is it the sister first? Is it, I can't tell in the when she's in the bathtub. I think it's the sister. I think it's the right? mom. Is mom in the bathtub? The yeah, sister? the mom's the one in the bathtub. Yeah, because the sister was. 
Uh, Romero with the sister. Like he shot at the sister first, but she ran away, and then that's when he goes in the bathroom. He shoots the mom. I I always took it as it's so hard to tell from the top angle because they're both like the same kind of yeah visual, like blonde, like young looking kind of thing. Yeah, but um, that first like squib blast of the mom in the bathtub with the with the blood and stuff. Oh, it's such a good, such a good squib. Oh my god, the way it's shot, like. You, there's no way that John Wick didn't steal that for John oh, yeah. Wick Four that overtop like that that shot alone. The yeah. rest of the sequence is great, but like just him kicking the door open and then mm-hmm. just like blowing her like just blowing her face away. Yeah, the way it's it's just so guttural and like you, the first action you get in the movie beyond like Leon like because Leon kills people yeah. in the beginning of the movie, but you don't really see. No, he does like the Batman shit where it's like yeah. all like. The most you probably see is, well, you see the Indian guy get his face splattered, yeah, sort of. Like you see the splatter from him. But it's mostly you see him run. like Batman, the other guy with his necktie. Yeah, and then you don't really see him like actually kill anybody though. But like it's all implied that he, right, and you know, then and that could be all. Maybe it's also a character thing of like we're gonna hide Leon's, you know, I don't know, like his destruction we're gonna hide it and also it's the beginning of the movie but we're gonna hide some of his destruction through like little shadows and stuff yeah and gary oldman characters clearly the bad guy so we're gonna do full-on frontal oh yeah of how he's just destroying people then we get the off-camera kid scene mm-hmm. which I, when i heard rumors because obviously i've seen the professional first yeah when i heard rumors of this other director's cut european original cut my reaction wasn't oh um, I bet there's going to be more awkward, cringy, pedophilic scenes. My gut was, oh, they're going to show him killing the kid. Yeah. And then I was kind of let down when, they, when it's not, when it was still still wasn't there. there. I was like, well, oh, the kid man, gets what? killed by uh, the guy shooting the machine gun. Yeah. But I was like expecting yeah. the full on like sequence of like oh, the yeah, knife yeah. or something or like another way. I thought that's what it was going to be at first when the guy they were like searching the kid's room and he brings out the knife and I was like, oh, is that going to be that he just happens to find the place where the kid is and just stabs right. it through the fucking head? Again, more tension building. Yeah, but it's such a great and it's, it's so great too. That's the whole sequence beyond just Gary Oldman being like he's such if, a you fucking know, creep. In if this the movie. if the movie is good mm-hmm. without him, it becomes. It becomes great. It becomes great with him because of yeah. because of him. Yeah, and which is have... funny because when you actually think about the movie, he's really not in it that much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's in it for like the first fifteen minutes, and then he doesn't show up again until basically the last like twenty thirty minutes. But there's That's a good like he, like the Matilda and Leon are so subdued as characters, like they're like yeah. so like monotone kind of characters. Mm-hmm. But then you have like this like bizarro world leon which is like you know gary oldman's character listening to beethoven classical music fucking blasting people away with shotguns and yeah and he's like and he's the good guy you know but he's, yeah that's the other thing is that like that's the other weird part about him because when you get the twist that he's like a dea agent when great Matilda twist. shows back up to her great apartment, twist. and he's yeah like talking to the other cops about like what happened and like how he lost the guy but he's still like acting evil, like even in front of other cops, like he's still acting like an evil son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, I think that tells you that like he's like this like aggressive psycho. Yeah. And they they probably like him to be part of that kind of world. That way he can go get stuff done. But if he has to be creepy, like they're like, okay. Yeah. And I always thought too that this movie, and I could have no basis for this, but I always felt like it. I felt like Boondock Saints like pulled so much from this movie, mm. and like in terms of like vibe, because even like Gary Oldman and like you look at like D'Onofrio, um, Willem Dafoe, mm. like they they kind of act in a similar like eccentric weird kind of way. Yeah, I and I was like, I was like, oh man, this movie reminds me a lot of Leon and without the pedophile stuff. Yeah. Instead, it's just two Irish Catholic brothers. Yeah, reciting uh, prayers and shooting people with nine millimeters. The 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 the, the apartment sequence, the the murder scene, spree scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I wanted to say was, 
it always impresses me of how great they laid it out for in a in a, in a real life apartment or whatever. Yeah, it's actually one of those few to few times where looking at the apartment, it doesn't do the movie magic thing, which they've talked about on Red Letter Media with like horror movies and stuff like that, where like you see the outside of the structure and it's like one size and then you look inside and it's like not even close to like proportional. Yeah. And like not just horror movies do that, like a lot of movies do that. But this is one where, yeah, like the apartment size for like the family and like even Leon's apartment in general, like they actually feel like the size of like real apartments. But they're able just the way they laid it out in terms of the action of the scene, like yeah, the they cross back into the hallway multiple times. Mm-hmm. You when they, when Gary Oldman Stansfield's walking through the hallway, you see his other cops like in the in the door and they're freaking out. Like yeah, they they make it very clear that that there's only so much space, but there's enough space to get enough choreography, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to not be just a static walk into the room blast blast done yeah like there's places to hide that you can like get to there has to be movement in the scene mm-hmm. which makes the scene more interesting especially when you have someone like gary oldman playing this like crazy super duper yeah psycho killer cop guy you know like when the scene the moment where he's like goes he goes through the beads yeah he, like perfectly gets it that to like separate yeah <laughs> and it's oh fun because if you, if you ever watch true romance yeah, no, I haven't seen that. Great movie. It's Tarantino's like first movie, basically. Yeah. It's, you know, it's Gary Oldman's in it, and he's playing like such a similar character, but he's playing mm-hmm. a drug dealer, and it's like so fucking good. And he's yeah. like playing that realm. Like this movie, True Romance, and then Fifth Element. He's like mm-hmm. in this like... Fifth Element's the one where he plays like one of the wackiest characters ever. Like fucking, I don't remember what his name is, but that character in and of itself is like... Yeah, he's like so eccentric this, and weird. Yeah, he's like in this weird like zone of like we're playing these characters and they're gonna be villains and they're gonna be like just off the wall like yeah, kooky. Uh, what else, Zach, stood out to you about Leon the um, Professional? Any other favorite scenes? I really do like as far as going back to like the tension building. Um, once Matilda goes off on her own to try to kill Gary Oldman because mm-hmm. she's an idiot. Um, and they have that confrontation in the bathroom. What? Oh my God. Gary Oldman in that scene is yeah, such a sleazy fucking dude. So strange and grimy. Like also it's just like the way he looks in general. And then his weird, like, I don't know how else to describe. They're like berserker pills that he takes. I don't know Mm -hmm. how else to describe it. Like he has these like pills, he uses them and then he like, he gets that fucking look in his eyes that scares the shit out of you well they like do this thing where they like give him this haircut and they give him like this five o'clock shadow with the, yeah like, the... they make him look like slightly disheveled like he still looks put together somewhat but he also looks like disheveled and unkept at the same time it's, it's like, very weird way, how they like made the balance the way he's like holding his i don't know the way he has like this expression on his face with like the really like crisp eyes, yeah. But then also he's like not wearing like, he's wearing like a gray suit, so it's like yeah. this weird thing where like he can go. You can see him be either way of a good guy, bad guy. He could be babyface or a heel, yeah. But the way that he's like portraying his face is like so fucking bizarro world, yeah. But it's like there's this weird. I don't know how these acting and facials, but like the way he like behind the eyes, you can mm-hmm. just see like this. Oh no. He's got this, like, yeah, he's got that... This dude's bad. Bad, bad. That's a bad, bad man. Not some I, I do, I do like about the movie a lot is that everyone has such a specific look and the cool style. Yeah. Like, Matilda looks cool. Yeah. Leon looks cool. Which is funny because when you actually look at his outfit, it's kind of like... It's schlubby a little bit. Well, he looks like a cobbler, or what's it called? Yeah. Where are the people that make like shoes? He's got his wife beater with his suspenders, his overcoat. He's got pants that are too short, so you see his socks constantly. Love it. Love it. That looks really European. Yeah, it looks very European, for sure. Looks like, he looks like Vito when he came over the boat in Godfather 2. I mean, yeah. He looks, he looks like a... But that's like... Well, he movie. looks like he... Yeah, he looks like he came straight off the boat, which is weird when you think about him as a hitman, because he's probably been in America for the past, like, 15 years or some shit. We got a cool beanie, cool glasses. Yeah. Oh, the glasses are sick. The glasses are so fucking cool. Like the most I love the fucking hitman. 
turtle shell turtle shell lenses. They're so fucking dope. But then you have Gary Oldman, you have Stansfield, who's like this like traditional looking cop character, but he has like yeah. this like weird facial hair where it's like it's like not co- like they like shaved it down to like be just like the edges of his face. Yeah, like, he looks like a character from Helsing. Ooh, yeah, I can see that. He's like a very Helsing esque vibe character. Yeah, um, which is perfect for what he what he's kind of doing. Yeah, my favorite scene in the movie beyond the end sequence. Because the end, the end sequence, sequence is, is fantastic. Is the whole training montage bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. But specifically, I love the sniper rifle scene. Yeah, the sniper rifle scene was fun. And you, you, slowly, you slowly see Leon like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this completely. Yeah. And we're going to commit to this hitman training. But then with like random people in the park and then this the yeah, but also bullets. just paintballs yeah i love i love that whole sequence because it then shows you like this potential that matilda might have she actually might be good at this yeah yeah in this world if with leon as her you know mentor mm-hmm. and then obviously that that hope gets snuffed out at the end of the movie which is a bummer yeah i saw a rumor too that um apparently luke Besson was writing a script uh, gonna be called Matilda, and then they were gonna make it like ten years later when Natalie mm-hmm. Portman was older. I don't know. I feel like they defeat the point of the end because the, the whole end of the movie, you have like basically him in the script stuffing down the idea of a sequel with her. Like she like goes to Tony and like tries yeah. to be like I could be a cleaner, and he's like Fuck you, we're not well, doing apparently this. They took Leon that was script. my cleaner, and Leon's dead. Apparently, they took that script and they made Columbiana instead. Huh? Which I'd never watched that movie. All I heard is that it wasn't good, so... That's all I heard, too. I can't even remember who's in that, because that's not Michelle Rodriguez. Who's in that? I think that's, isn't that Zoe Zeldana? Is it her? Yeah. Okay. Zoe Zeldana, yeah. 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 Was that Luke? Was that yeah, Luke? Luke? written by Luke Besson. Oh, it was written by someone okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. He is directed by the guy who did Transporter 3 and Taken 2 and Taken 3. Oh, so the worst sequels of those movies. Yeah. What? Taken 3. I don't even remember where Taken 3 took place. Do you remember how good Taken was when it came out? I remember. And do you do you remember watching it, rewatching it and realizing that it had the most terrible action on the planet? I remember it had, I remember rewatching it and realizing that the editing for it was fucking god awful. It was like fucking Jason Bourne editing. It, it was, was worse than it was somehow worse than Jason Bourne editing. Because Jason Ward, it was least in fight scenes. With Taken, it was like, oh, he's gonna run up a run over a fence. Oh, we got to do like fucking twenty edits because Liam Neeson's too old to climb this fucking fence. But the concept of the movie, the concept is dope. Like the fact of like a guy. Well, he wasn't a hitman in Taken. He's like a former CIA hitman. Was he? Okay. I, I always assumed that he was like a government hitman. Yeah, I knew he was like I knew he was like a fr- I thought he was like a former FBI or CIA or something. No, he was like a spy, that. yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, like that concept and like somebody like the whole concept of like you f- you fucked with the wrong person is very yeah. interesting. Absolutely. I just wish Liam Neeson was able to physically pull it off. They should remake that movie with like, you know, Chris Hemsworth or some shit. Well that's I don't know. It'd be harder now now that he's like basically semi-retired from acting. But you pick someone else. You do it, Michael. You do it with fucking Chris Evans. Do it with Chris Evans. Someone else, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, Leon. Well, his acting's oh. not bad. It's just the physicality is the stuff. Yeah, he's, he's too old. That's why he's like. Yeah, he's just too old. Even the movie Gun had taken. Gun ain't got it in him anymore. So even at Taken, he was like sixty years old or some shit. Sixty. Yeah, and well, old. the funny thing is that. Taken started that whole revival for him, and now he's been nothing but these kind of movies ever since Taken came out. And they've all gotten progressively worse. They're all terrible. He's in that new one, isn't he? The like the one there's like a a terrorist bomber or some shit like that. Oh, I don't know. He's like stuck he's like stuck in a car or some shit. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I and I love those movies. I'm not it's some guy in like a fucking Donnie Darko mask or some shit like that. I don't know. I love those shitty ass movies, but he he makes too many of them. He makes a lot. Well, that's his bread and butter now. Yeah, he doesn't even make like regular movies anymore. Like I can't remember the last time he was in like a normal movie. He's tainted. Yeah, he's tainted. Um, he's like uh like uh John Travolta. Like John Travolta doesn't show oh, yeah. in like normal movies anymore. Absolutely. 
Uh, Leon the Professional. Yes. I think is a fantastic movie, though. So good. And when I think about this movie beyond beyond the creepiness, because that's always the first thing that comes up, yeah. is really good action. That ending, we didn't really talked about it yet, but that ending action scene where the, all the fucking DA SWAT team comes up and like storms mm. his apartment, so fucking good. So and you have good. that moment where they all enter the apartment and then you just see the door slowly close behind. So fucking good. And then you have like the uh, classic hitman hiding sequence where he's he's yeah. like hanging above the door and flips he down. His, yeah, his like Agent Forty Seven bit where he's like upside down, like fucking shooting at people. Yeah. Yeah, I always hated the way the movie ends though with how he kills. I like it. It's a nice callback to the it, ring trick. It is, but I always wanted him to like. I've talked before. I think when you have really, really, really great villains, mm-hmm. they need to be like brutally killed. Yeah. I guess like blowing him up is kind of, is that very brutal? No. Cause he is such a brutal bad guy at Stansfield. They're like, Oh yeah. I think the only movie I could think of, and this is, this, this is my, like my curse, like kills uh-huh. engage. Like when it comes to action flicks, <clears throat> I am such a fan of, getting if the bad guy is good and he's a good villain Mm. there has to be a really good comeuppance for it to be satisfying i think that's a a lot of action films don't yeah do it right but who does do it right korea korea does it right i saw a whole movie about doing it right i saw i saw the devil (laughs) i saw the devil man from nowhere yeah, Man for Nowhere is another good one. Those movies have insanely good villains. Yes, insanely good villains, and both and those movies have insanely good deaths for those have villains. Just ten out of ten comeuppance. Yes, I saw the Devil. Obviously, is more of a like a saw like yes. ending. Great, though. that's more of like just actual torture, <laughs> right? But Man from Nowhere, dude, mm-hmm. that that guy being such a fucking annoying bad guy yeah. the entire time. And then when the man from nowhere shoots the glass and he's like, Oh no, it's bulletproof. You can't get me. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, his he, he just re evaluates his determination. And like this fucking keeps blasting the window. Mm-hmm. And then we know the next one's going to, we they're building the tension that we know we're going to get it. And the guy knows it's going to happen. Fucker. Boom. Shoots him in the fucking face. So good. Mm-hmm. So brutal. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of movies in America or in the West or in the whatever Asia, dude, they're they're they got it. They're like, no, yeah, they like the whole. They've got their formula down, that's for sure. And like, even in like the, the lower lower end of the spectrum of action flicks, they they do a good job usually of. Yeah, I don't know. Just I think that the crime, the revenge, has to match the crime, in my opinion, usually, or else it's yeah. not satisfying as much, you know. I would assume there is. I would definitely agree that there's definitely more of a lopsided thing, especially, yeah, with like the villains and what they do to either innocent people or like people that the hero knows. And then the hero's like revenge is usually not as satisfying. Yeah, it really isn't. It really isn't. Or that you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and you say, oh shit, what's the one? From Commando, where he fucking. What's he say before he fires the missile? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't fucking remember what that was. Well, there's I know a couple it was true lies. There's like the, um, or there's the, the way a lot of movies do, where they'll have like this a decent villain, and they'll have the hero um, best the villain instead of like it being a prolonged thing to just kill him really fast. Yeah, that that can that can go okay. Like. I'm trying to think of a, the movie exactly, but there's a scene where like the the bad guy. I can't, it's obviously an action movie. I can't I can't think of what it is, but the hero's winning, and the mm-hmm. villain's like yapping his ass off, and then yeah. instead of being able to chance to talk, the hero just shoots him in the face. It like just ends it. I, yeah. I'm I'm usually I'm depending on what it is. I'm cool with that. Depending on how how bad. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem that you have normally with that balancing act is that you don't want your hero most of the time to get like too sadistic with it because then it's hard to keep most people like on that hero's side even if the person is like a bad person 
I feel like a lot of times audiences, they don't want to see anybody get like, especially when you're supposed to be like sympathetic and like keep that sympathy for the hero. If you start to see them do like some real sadistic shit, it's hard for mm-hmm. you to like keep being no, sure. on 100% on their side. So The best example of a movie of a series or a movie that did that does this perfectly is The Punisher with John Bernthal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They what he does in those mo- in that show, he is like king of comeuppance. He is so. His good. ending for John Travolta is great. Where he fucking ties him to the fucking. Oh no, no, no I'm talking about John Bernthal, not not the Punisher movie. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Punisher movie. That's a good that that sequence is okay. That sequence is not bad, he except like, for when it explodes the car, and it makes a skull. Into the other flaming cars and the cars explode. Like that's good yeah, shit. but then it becomes a Punisher logo, and that's kind of lame. Yeah, I mean it's, it's dope. I mean it's like early two thousands. That's like in Daredevil where there's the crime scene and the the fucking guy throws the lighter and it creates the Daredevil the Daredevil DVD. Hell yeah, dude! That's a fucking good ass shit, dude. Ooh yeah, baby! That's my favorite part of that movie. And then the rest of the movie's kind of ass. But there's a really great fight sequence I've talked about it before in Punisher season two, where he um fights a bunch of Russian thugs in a gym, mm-hmm. and you know like we're in a gym, there's gonna be some really brutal stuff. And he proceeds to beat some guy alive in the face, and they show it, which is the which is the pristine part. Like you have to show the damage. Yeah. With a fucking you know two point five pound Dumbbell. weight. Yeah. Just, well, just like the ring, he puts oh, it in yeah. his fingers. Like a, oh like yeah, one of the kettlebells. Yeah. No, just the the weight, the plate. It's a this the two point five. Oh, plate. with the plate, he oh. puts it in his hand like a like a like a discus. Jesus Christ. He like and you see the guy's face afterwards, and it's like cut up and gashed, and his face is like fucked up, and he's all tired, which is also the beauty. He's like Jackie Chan stuff, where you know he's getting tired. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. That yeah, he actually gets like tired, and he fucking be- punches this guy's face in, and he looks at the bad guy, and he's like, "Listen, like I just killed all your guys, like hand to hand with like gym equipment. Like there's no way you're gonna survive this." Yeah, fucking love it. Yeah, as an action nerd, like oh my, you she show me brutal action and great choreography with the fucking results and yeah. having leon just pull a pin on a grenade it's fine it's like poetic kind of thing yeah. but like stansfield is so brutal that like yeah. it would have been cooler to have like that's why banshee is so good because like hood oh, like man. sheriff hood like when he kills he's like fucking no nope, we're doing it sheriff hood and that's a, and i think that's one of the things that helps and the punisher is another one of those where i think you can have that more brutal thing when the person when your protagonist is not really like a hero, like more the anti-hero, because Sheriff Hood is definitely not a hero. No, no, no. He's and neither is Punisher. Like he's a oh, yeah. he's a hero, but he's not really a hero. But I mean, Leon is so also like training, well, training a twelve-year-old girl to be a killer, like that. I mean, yeah. Well, that's yeah. I don't know. They kind of like I don't know. I could, I could see that argument, but they also like even as a hitman, they try to paint that more sympathetic light with him, with like the whole oh, sure. the women want no kids, and like he only goes after like mob targets, so they're like clearly not that good of people. So I saw a funny thing on Reddit where I was like, I think everyone, the guy who commented, like <clears throat> everyone always complains about the Matilda stuff, and not about the man who teaches a kid how to be a killer. <laughs> you know. Which is like, yeah, funny. Everybody's much, much more accepting of him training her to be an assassin. Than Movie logic. Her but... trying to fuck him. Movie logic, yeah. I um. There's also, did you ever watch Punisher Warzone? I haven't. I feel like I watched it on TV, but it's been a long, long time. There, that's it's one where it's they a, have Jigsaw in it, right? Yeah, and it's such a yeah. way more brutal movie than the first yeah. Punisher movie or the second Punisher movie. Because the first Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren is great for what it is but that's like yeah. a late 80s early 90s action flick so it's more in that yeah. realm obviously um thomas jane thomas jane punisher movie is a little bit more brutal yeah but still kind of hunky dokey mm-hmm. and then punisher Warzone, which has the guy who, guy who just died he's in the star yeah, wars I show remember his name but yeah he's the guy who just passed away he's he's in he's in ahsoka yeah uh, i believe um, um, but no, there's a sequence in the movie. It's way more brutal, and it's it's like fucking stupid. There's a sequence in the movie where he's like in a kitchen or something, I think, and it's been a while uh-huh. since I've seen it. And he punches a guy's face in. <laughs> it's like, and it's out of nowhere. Like he's like fighting people, then he's like like punches like it's so out of nowhere. Jesus, that it's so and it looks so bad. Like it's vi- visually interesting. That's yeah. for sure, but it's so um, like there's nothing else in the movie that is ever is as close to that level of brutal. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. 
Warzone Punch. Can I find it? House scene. <laughs> Someone commented, I searched Punisher Warzone Face Punch and it immediately found what I needed on YouTube. I found it called Face Explode. Yeah, find it. Hits, he punches the guy's face in. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm seeing it. Whoa. He read, you already watched him do it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to find it too. Did you watch right you, the clip you saw? You saw it? I'm watching it right now. It's oh, only like cool. Jesus, yeah. Good lord. Oh my god. It's just out of nowhere. So quick, too. <laughs> it's like there's no way your punch is gonna do that. No. Rocket punch through a through someone's fucking skull. That's like a fucking Captain America punch of Captain yeah. America. It's a Spider-Man punch. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that movie, it's so fun and stupid. Like I enjoy it for the sake of that level of like hokiness, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Zach, anything else about Liam the Professional, dude? Just super, super French, dude. I'm telling you. The whole time, the French soundtrack over everything made it sound like it's on the streets of Paris, Paris, but it's like grimy old New York City is a weird contrast. Uh, but no, it's a great movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, outside of the creepy, cringy sex parts, but, you know. I everything agree. else was good. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a really good movie, well-made action flick. Interesting story, even with the creepiness. Yeah. Um, but if there ever was a more creepy version, I'm glad that the U.S. editors cut it down. Um, I yeah. give props to Jean Reno for understanding that maybe he should uh, do a little bit of buffer. How you doing? Hi. Nice night. Mm-hmm. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. 